what's your hope for the purpose of this thing? I have no hope for anything. I sorry, I spaced out there for a second. No, you didn't. No, I'm. I can't concentrate. I'm trying to write a note and listen at the same time, and it doesn't work as well as you think. Dude, what are you not understanding? This is what I meant. He's like, well, maybe you're hearing from God. This will not be my personal therapy session. <laughs> Whatever you say, Buttercup. <laughs> I feel violated. Make the mistake. You made it worse. <laughs> you made it worse. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily yeah. reflect the views and opinions. These of people this don't podcast. actually agree with each other. On anything, so. <laughs> So, we have a bunch of things. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. Welcome to the Undignified Christianity Podcast. Um, I was informed to be remembered, so I would remember to reintroduce this. Uh, if you tuned into the last one, we're continuing the conversation with... Man, that was smooth. Katie, yeah, that's, that's me, Mr. Smooth. Mr. Smooth. Well, <laughs> Jared, if, wait a minute. Mr. See, if you didn't introduce me, it would have been smoother. If, it, if like you wouldn't have interrupted me there. Define so, smooth. Define smooth. Define smooth. <laughs> Definitions with Mr. Definition smooth. of smooth is a picture of Jared. Mr. Smooth, yes. <laughs> this is evolving. Mr. Smooth. I'm loving it, man. So we're continuing our conversation with... My Uncle Mick, Mick Hanna, and Katie White, who are both involved or have been involved with immigration for some time now. Um, and we realized after kind of like exploding for an hour that maybe we should like go back and start with like God and stuff. So <laughs> if, <laughs> if the last episode you listened to was not about immigration, go stop, back and listen to that. Go back and listen to that episode and then come back and listen and I to this. Say, though, though kind of, maybe they shouldn't. I know maybe they should listen like to this one. Skip the last one. And <laughs> as it relates to our tagline, where we wish we was smarter than we yeah. is. <laughs> Ooh, you got it right. Yeah. But <laughs> I want to say, that, like, that I'm, I'm really, I was really nervous about starting this conversation with this group of people because we are these people on, if you listen to the last one, these people who are really close, we're just on the opposite side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, it makes I'm me. I'm on the fence, just to be clear. Yeah. You're on the fence. I'm just saying, like, it, it, I was having a lot of anxiety about this conversation, but it's it's a good conversation to have, and mm-hmm. like us exploding in that for that hour is kind of indicative of like how we all act in our whole society. We're all just kind of like, yeah, but well, what about? Well, what about? Well, what about? Right. And. It's okay, so basically he's talking about me. So. No, no, I do all the same. of us. Everyone and does it, this. It, I mean, you heard, I'm like, wait, I have something to I, tell no, you about no, the no. history of <laughs> gang violence. And we're Listen like to my about, passion. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this mental a... picture of a fence, and Aaron's on one side, and I'm on the other, and our fingers are touching through the fence, and we both have a tear. <laughs> we're almost <laughs> kissing. <laughs> we're almost kissing. <laughs> and I'm just there standing on the fence with a lighter waiting to burn it off. Heather McLaughlin is singing in the background, and there's a dog. I just want to start by saying that uh, uh, when I have talked to people about this podcast and that Joe Dubois is involved, um, I have to, I usually come back to saying that, you know, I figured that by now he would have died by either self-inflicted knife wound, <laughs> or he would have died from a venomous bite of some sort from a pet that he has at this point, or he would have died in a fire that he set himself with one of his lighters. And lo and behold, it was a motorcycle. It was a motorcycle. But it couldn't keep me down. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I love this conversation because we're, we're going back in this long form of talking about this is kind of, I think, the answer instead of just... yeah. Yes, but can I say that Immigrant Connection, for me, when I present this to groups that have, you know, like every church, have 
people in it that have completely different ideas of where we should stand on this. You know, who's got the more Christian stance? The, the nice thing about Immigrant Connection as a ministry and as, a, as an organization is that I can go in somewhere and speak to both groups and say, you know what, we are doing exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. To those people who are letter of the law, you got to do it the right way, I can say, you know what, that's exactly what we're doing because that's all we can do is follow the law. So we are doing exactly what we need to do. And there are people on both sides of the fence that are accredited reps across the U.S. I mean, we're working together and getting along and helping each other do this work. That's cool. And then for those people who say, boy, can't we do more? You know what, that when we talked about what we do initially is a a somewhere between a $30 and a $50 intake, we call it. Somebody comes in, you, you hear their story an and find out yeah. an assessment. You find out whether or not we can even help them. That, even if it's 50 bucks, can you imagine people are taken advantage of for thousands of dollars to come away with current uh, legal advice saying you have no legal path or you do have a legal path, whether or not we can help them or not. That is worth so much. And that's as Christian as we can get. That's as, that's, I mean, the, so somebody knows now that they shouldn't be paying a lawyer somewhere yes. thousands of dollars because they really do not have a path and they should stop paying that person. Because in Fremont, I, I have run across several families like that. I loved what you said earlier um, regarding the fact that it's the church doing it, it as far as immigrant connection goes, because I've long time been a proponent of if the church did what it was called to do, then we wouldn't have the government screwing everything up so badly. So I'd I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on, like, if we're looking at, like, Old Testament, if we're looking at New Testament, biblical context, um, trying to remove politics from it. I'd like Mm -hmm. to hear everybody's thoughts around the table on, like, how should we look at the immigrant? Correct. But to push back back a little bit, it was politics in the Bible, too. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was. It was. Egypt, well, Babylon. Even back to Abraham, when when Abram and Sarah. through the story of Jesus is in some ways a refugee story, mm-hmm. and it's all still politics. It's all still dealing with how people screw things up and how God is trying to make it right. Okay, let's focus on how God is trying to make it right. Okay, I'm just, but, but you, you seem to, we're trying to imply that we could separate this from politics and we can't. I well, okay, we let's start with can. this statement. I'll say this is always, this is always the baseline. God is not silent on immigrants, right? And so right. this is an immigrant connection phrase that we always use. Immigration is an issue. And I think in the last episode, right, so if you guys we could like see. A t-shirt. Yeah. We could become sponsors. If our, that's, our last if conversation. That's all Do you have any pork a, a butts? Great, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Smoke, smoke pork butt. Okay. Until, until we get smoked pork butt, we are deleting every reference of the name Immigrant Connection. <laughs> 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 and as soon as we have pork butt, we will put those back in. I could probably in. get you. Oh my gosh, what are they called? I'm not even going to say what they're called because I'm going to be so ignorant. Uh, pig feet. I've been given. There's a really good dish. Are they good? Yes, that are cooked and it's pig's I'll try feet. It. I'll try and it. now I am so ignorant that I cannot remember what it's called, but I had a client bring it as a gift and it was delicious. I still want to try some brain cheese. I don't have head cheese. All right, I got to finish the immigrant connection <laughs> tagline because it's very important. Yes. You mean the so, unspoken so organization tagline? Yeah. <laughs> Add the tally, one more pork butt, just keep a tally. Every time we reference it, you get another pork butt. 
Um, Joe's, Joe just busted <laughs> out the marker. I love you, Joe. Yes. <laughs> um, other person I who is clear, going to sponsor. I I no longer work so for Immigrant line. Connection, so, so I am line. making a cost for an organization that I cannot make pay up any longer. <laughs> Immigration is an issue, but immigrants are people. And so Wait, our say last that, episode. Say that one more time. Immigration is an issue. But immigrants are people. I'm writing that down. I like yes. that. Yes. And the shirts, last man. episode was like a great example. Immigration is an issue, and it is a complex, and it is a weird issue, and there's all of these different things, and all of this different history, and all of these different aspects, and perspectives, and all of this, and it's an issue that we're all trying to sort out, and that's great. We should keep trying to sort that out. But immigrants are people, and then the Bible is not silent on how we should treat immigrants, the people. It's so what, not quiet at all. That's what I think. Joe's like, got enough alcohol. He's just talking. <laughs> no. I feel like I'm trying to take the reins here. It's Jim. fine. Go for it. I'm trying to let Katie lead because she's been through this about 100 times. I have several scripture references, and I have a general overview. So I'll ask my question then. What does the Bible say about immigrants? No, please. You're the expert. But I'm not. This is what I do. I teach this. I teach, I'll shut up and, for a while. And I'll Both say this too. I'm not an expert. I just teach this stuff. <laughs> I do, but, but I always qualify. And get paid. So the, the greater I think that makes you an expert. You you can sign up. So the Immigrant Connection Network offers these these eight week courses. Another pork butt. Yes, an, uh, another these courses, welcoming the stranger or discovering and living God's heart for immigrants. I'm not sure what the official thing is, but if you go to the website, you can find it. And it's got pastors and Immigrant Connection people that lead these groups, and you're going with people from each each side of the fence, which we keep saying. From everywhere in the country, last time I even had someone who was in Brazil, and we go through it and we start with the biblical foundation. But whenever I teach, the, it's the first two weeks, I always tell people, because there's usually like pastors on there with me, I'm like, I know the immigration stuff, but I'm not a pastor. So I teach it and I've got this guide and I do it, but I always have new revelations from people who have studied theology and who preach and who are pastors every time I teach it. So I'm not an expert, because I'm not a pastor. So for me, when I look back through... And Jared is. We talked about that last episode. Jared is a Jared. pastor. I will Jared. cut all Rev of J. you. Rev J. I will cut all of you. Rev J. Yeah. Oh, you add that, to, add that to your list, Mick. Extremely Add that to your joke. I'm a little more list. Old Testament than New Testament. More of an eye for an eye kind of... You thought I was going to hurt myself with a knife. It's going to be <laughs> Jared. Say, add that to your list. <laughs> and he, we're going to be the only two in the room, and somebody's going to run in and be oh like, you should have seen it. He got himself real good. out like the fish hook in the eye. So for me, when I looked back and I kind of went through some of these things and kind of listened and tried to seek out this immigrant story in scripture, it was kind of touch points where I would realize that these things that I already knew and I'd already studied, I'm like, oh, snap. Like, that's got immigrants. They were immigrants. Oh, (laughs) but you go all the way to Abraham. Get up, leave. He's an immigrant right there. Mm -hmm. So the entire beginning of the Israelite story, this God redeeming humanity, the start of it was get up, go where you're not comfortable. Like get up, leave your native land. And then you have going into the land of Egypt. You have Rahab. You know, you have Rahab was Jericho. Right? You said land of Egypt, and then you said Rahab. You, you lost me there. I'm sorry. I'm jumping all over the place. <laughs> I, I'm not very good at making this coherent. Have you guys so, seen the, sh- the series The Chosen? I want to. I just haven't. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You talking about Abraham, season. this is relevant to what you said, so I'm not totally bunny trailing us. 
the way they portrayed Abraham were Abram at the time, I suppose, when he was an immigrant, as they were digging the well in a new land, was they portrayed him as being chastised by the locals. Like, this isn't a place where you can get water. And so that, like, the little things that they add in there to humanize and to make real the, the biblical characters. Like, this guy, as you said, he was, he was a foreigner. So I, I just wanted to throw that out. But there. did you know that in our present um, immigration policy that when they lied that Sarai was... I was getting his... to that next. Jared, you go, Jared. Oh, he swiped. Dude, you went oh, Abraham. Like you it. said like Abraham, Rahab, Jericho. I was trying to meet you. Like, I... Okay. All so, immigrants. How about, Jericho included. How about this? How about this? Aaron, you have done more theological study than I have. I don't Abraham, think that's true. Okay. But go so ahead. You have, but go ahead. Go ahead. Would you agree that Abraham is the start of God's plan to execute, to bring about Jesus, to bring about the second covenant, all of those things, right? I, At, you can go before, I, but from, you could go before the flood, you could go, but Abraham is like, like from, after the flood, from let, this is let God. Let there be light, essentially, yes. was, Adam, but I'll give, the, I'll give you Abraham. Covenant, the Adam covenant, then the Abraham covenant. The Adamic, yes. the, Noah, the Noahic, and then depending oh, on what your Step covenant three. theology is, but. Yeah. Let's not get into that. Take, forget <laughs> I asked. But <laughs> there was a sign. So you yeah. have you have Abraham, right? Was intrinsically a stranger. God, at the beginning of his story, said, "Get up and go." Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And you had him as he came into this new land that God had promised him. You had him entering this land, and you have where he is entering as a stranger. He knows he's a stranger, and it comes to this interesting story that my uncle Mick just referenced, where. He's coming into the land, and Abraham is so incredibly terrified that he's going to be taken advantage of and that they're going to try and take his wife. He tells his wife, pretend you're my sister so that we can kind of sneak out of this. And he almost gets to the point of giving his wife to this king to sleep with because he's so terrified he's going to be taken advantage of, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have this undercurrent of... On two instances, on two on occasions. Two right? instances. Two occasions. He's so, like, in such a... So out of his league, so out of his element that he is willing to make these compromises. And then you just get through the whole them conquering these lands and even, like, some of that where all this happens and then you have Egypt, right? So they kind of get settled a little bit and they have a little bit of a country and then Joseph happens, right? Yeah, Joseph. Joseph happens <laughs> and... You have this person who's a part of a family group. Human trafficking. Yeah. Oh. Human trafficking. trafficking. Like, you have Joseph, and his brothers sold him into slavery. Now can I say human trafficking? Yes. Human trafficking! <laughs> so you have human trafficking, and you have that form of that story, and you see how God used that to continue this story of and that leading Pharaoh, up to Jesus. how they perceived Joseph, he was a foreigner in that land, yep. and he saw him, it saw it as an opportunity. He trusted him. Gave him responsibilities and rights in a new land, and then look how fruitful it was. But you know uh, what my point was when they lied that Sarai was his sister. I'm thinking further ahead here, my mind. Just just keep going, and you're just starting like because then the entire nation comes and they're like, "Have them," and then they're like, "No, let's turn them into slaves." Yes, right, right, right. right. Holy shit! It just keeps (laughs) going. We missed it. Like that's the point that I came to. Like, oh. No. For months, like every sermon I heard when they mentioned a Bible character, I was like, oh my gosh, they're an immigrant. Oh my gosh, they're like fleeing. Like, but, but they would be barred from ever becoming citizens in the U.S. 
had they been caught for lying that that oh, was yeah. his sister and not his wife. Because that's our immigration law. You lie at all when you're coming in and we catch you at it, you are no longer eligible to be. You were scared some that for you were some both going to get killed. So you said she was your sister. So you could mm. give her away to someone else because they seem to be in a position. I have an anecdotal story. So you have to leave. So Joe, when, when we're talking about the biblical stuff to me, for me, it comes to when you start realizing these things, you st I start examining myself and my own attitudes toward people. Recently, my thought was somebody said, well, they need to assimilate and they need to learn English. I've started to say, why? Why does somebody need to learn English? We're getting off track. Yeah. We're going no, somewhere else. I'm just saying, yeah. but but that's me taking these things and starting my... my just, it, it the biblical, the biblical equivalent would be saying, Abraham needs to learn Midianite. Right. Okay. We, and and so I would... Drawing, if back, I to drawing the, back to the Bible. I, so, I'm, I'm not... So... So we can talk about that another I, time because that's another rabbit that's hole. Fair, that's fair. So I, I'm, I'm not... We're starting to self-regulate now. <laughs> we need, yeah. um, Let's bring it back. But it's the heart of God that, that affects me, and I start to think, man, I, I just didn't see it before. I want to offer a word of caution in carte blanche using these right. stories as God speaking directly about right. immigration. I, I, again, I think we can't. Only oh, does speak directly about immigrants, these, so we don't need yes, to. That's, I can. These are I was yeah. trying to get like these the general story before are, we go back yeah. to immigration law in the Old Testament. These are interesting parallels. Yes. yes. However, let, let me continue. The rest of the story includes things like. Yes. Let me continue. Hold on. <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. Let me continue. <laughs> um, Abraham was called by God. To go into a place, okay? Let me continue. Abraham, hold on! Okay. Abraham was called by God to go into a place. When Abraham went into Egypt, it's because, see, God God did not tell Abraham, Abraham to go into Egypt. God told Abraham that he would bless him and take care of him. Abraham lying about Sarah, his wife, he should have never been in Egypt in the first place. So, again that doesn't invalidate the fact that Abraham was an immigrant in Egypt and, you know, that can be an interesting allegory. But let's be careful that we, you know, ultimately, Abraham shouldn't... So if we're going to use that as allegory, actually the better allegory is Abraham I'm not, shouldn't have been in Egypt in the first place. I'm not using it as allegory. So, if okay. You're accept, if, you're, if you think that I'm in... I'm just, this is a good, very I'm good saying, point. Let's be careful with this. Don't assume that I'm making it an allegory. Okay. I'm saying that there is this story with immigrants in it all through there, and we can take these as examples and start to apply them in our world today and kind of oh, look mean, at I them. You to the, I, mean, I beat you to the punchline? Yes. And oh, then okay. when I said, let me continue, you just kind of kept going. But, uh, <laughs> so what I'm saying is there's this story. We can get back into later, and I have a couple references, because in the Levitical law, God made several edicts about like immigrants. Very clearly, specifically, like you treat foreigners as though they are citizens. As though in they your are citizens way. of your country. Straight up said it. Right, so Old Testament doesn't count. Up. Jesus fulfilled it. It only we counts can. when it validates them like my crap opinion. Now, right. yeah. I know, right? It only counts when it validates my opinion. <laughs> so, well, and in the Old Testament, all the time, it's like treat foreign. This is totally paraphrasing again. Like I'm not a pastor. Treat foreigners well because you were once foreigners in Egypt, and that's like this thing that this like all the time. You better do this because but remember you when you were your history. Allegory. Don't use it. Okay, so I'm not using Define this as an allegory. allegory. I'm making this. Define I'm trying to tell the story a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Right. I'll so shut you, up you for have like two and a half minutes. Right. You have this Abraham story, and whether he was in Egypt or not, he was a stranger, and we all have not listened to God when he tells us to go where we should. But, so you have... Now I'm totally lost. So you have this Joseph story, right? He's an immigrant and how that all went down in Egypt. His whole family comes because of the famine. And now you have this entire community of immigrants in Egypt, right? Time goes by. The Egyptians go, why don't we just make these guys slaves? And then you have their time in Egypt. Then you have this oppressed group who is trying to get out of Egypt. And you have Moses and that whole story, right? So then they start this whole exodus again to get back to where they were because they did things that God said, we probably shouldn't do those things. And through that story, you have an entire immigration story where they're wandering about and their interactions with all of, or like Melchizedek was Mm -hmm. in that story of their Mm -hmm. wandering about. And you have these tribes of Midian who Moses married into. And you have all these other little stories about this people group that's wandering through this wilderness And then they get to the promised land and they say, never mind, we'll just walk around for another 40 years, right? No. It's a little more complicated than that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to... Okay, yep, go ahead, go ahead. Trying to make this fit my narrative. I told you I'd shut up. So they they come back to, this is not, again, this is not a specific... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. ...allegory to the United States. This is a, look at all these stories, look at how God handled it, look at how these people moved through their time in context, and see if you can draw any parallels to how things are happening today. Or a perspective, or at least try and get God's perspective on how he treated these different people groups, and maybe like how he looked, how God looked at these people, how we should look at these people. So they come up to the river again, right? They cross over to Jericho. What happens? Rahab, right? So the spies go in. Hey, Rahab. There we, there we got it. <laughs> Rahab hides. Rahab Jericho, not Rahab Egypt. Hides <laughs> the foreigners who are spying on her land right before they destroy her city, right? She puts the red cord out. Before they what? Destroyed her city. Oh, okay. Yes. And she became a part of this story, <laughs> right? So after this city fell, her family became a part of this Israelite family. So she was taken in, and this is another side note, but she is in the direct lineage of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you have all these immigrant stories coming into it that way, which I won't get into, but and then you keep going, and then you have stories like Ruth and Boaz. Oh, that's you a good have stories story. Like, that's a good... Like grandfather, great-grandfather of David. David. Right? And you have like this direct, like, I go where you go. I will go into these situations that I have no idea I do. Like my mother-in-law is telling me to go uncover this guy's feet and lay next to him to gain favor so that we don't starve to death. Like all these things, like she came into this land, she had no idea and she's taking the advice of someone who's there who's trying to guide her through this immigration deal. Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't, don't let me down. <laughs> <And>, right? <laughs> so you have that story continue and I don't think we need to keep going to kind of see through this story and we can go back and look at some of the Levitical law, which is a separate yeah. thing. But you've got this whole story. And then you've got the whole story of Jesus, who is inserted into this immigrant story. And then you get Paul through the New Testament, where he says in several points, like, you are a foreigner in this world. You are in the world, but not of it. Remember that you were strangers before you came to the way. You know, how... Are you supposed to treat those around you? How are you supposed to? So you have this 
story, right? It's not an exact allegory, like you said. I'm not saying that we should take their policies right. and interpose right. them over. Um, am I missing anything in that overview, very short, not detailed at all, missing a lot of things? Here's yeah, my, where, here's where my Jesus fun calls fact. the Samaritan woman a dog. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That, that is one I feel like should be brought up because it's very confusing to listen to. It's confusing to... It was Because a Samaritan woman comes up to Jesus and asks, will you heal me? And he says, is it right for a master of the table to throw food, food to, to the, the dogs. dogs instead of the children? Yes, and what did she say? What did she say? She said, even the, dog even gets the, the dogs, dogs get crumbs. Gets crumbs. And he said, your faith has healed you, or something along those words. Correct? Yes. So he was but making he called a her point. a dog. Not necessarily. He was making a point, and she, yeah, now he's just poking now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is something some people read and say that, like, would use that to an extent to justice or to justify looking down on somebody of a different nationality or an what outsider. People yeah, but I don't, I don't think we're talking people about could. racism, though. No, an outsider. I said an okay. outsider. Okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, you, well, could, you could do the same thing with all the references I, I to play, slaves. I too, play devil's advocate. Yeah. I just okay. had to throw that one in. I think Sorry. that one, I'd never actually heard that used as like a way to look down on no, people. No, me neither. But um, I would say that Jesus spoke to people in what they needed to hear. So we would have to know that entire woman's story to put that in context of what, I mean, how right, did Jesus her know? Her nationality is one piece of One piece is. of it. So is that what he was saying and makes her getting lower, her to acknowledge, else? like getting her to realize that this gift of healing that he already knew he was going to give her, getting her to see that in context is how what he was speaking into her life. I mean, look at why why would Jesus directly jump with Nicodemus when Nicodemus says, you know, he comes in, what was his original question when Nicodemus comes to Jesus? How can a man be born when he's yep. old? And he says, and he just completely flips the script and answers it in a completely different question. Like, so using Jesus to as like what Jesus says to an individual person, you would have to understand the context of that person's life to use that as... Devil's advocate shot down. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, not bad. Anyway. <laughs> here, here are my stats about the Old Testament. The word ger, which is the word that translates to foreigner or immigrant, the Hebrew word, is used 92 times in the Old Testament. So specifically foreigners are spoken about many times it's like actually referenced and i know a lot of translations generally translate it to stranger or mm -hmm. something differently so some are alien easy. yeah alien or something but i mean it's so it is talked aliens. about <laughs> pretty much yeah. and then the one thing in the Bible. dad you mentioned in the first thing is the quartet of the vulnerable which is and we i think everybody's referenced it the widow the orphan the poor and the immigrant i've so never heard it referenced as the quartet of the vulnerable yeah, it's a yeah, phrase. It's a very religious I thing, feel fancy now. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah, and so that's, what would I say? Widow, orphan, poor, and the immigrant, the foreigner. So they're included in those classes of people that in the Old Testament were particularly vulnerable or and needed additional. Testament. Yeah, yeah, it was. It would continue to be referenced. They had particular, particular characteristics because of their status in one way or another that made them such that we should be intentionally seeking to care for them and so i just think it's it's notable mm -hmm. um in a couple specific references in exodus 22 21 and 23 9 when god is going through some of the sundry laws when he's laying out the levitical laws like in exodus 22 21 it says uh oh, sorry i paraphrased it 
It's in okay my to notes. paraphrase. So did uh, I paraphrase be nice. This is first Frick's second opinion. <laughs> be nice, or I will make you like them. In Exodus twenty three nine, <laughs> do not oppress because you know what it is like. Um, in Leviticus, another one of my prayers, um, you shall not do him wrong. In Numbers fifteen sixteen, there is to be the same rule for you and the stranger. Um, and that one was pretty strongly worded, like as he's going through these different laws, like do not treat them differently than you treat your, your own citizens. Even though they're not citizens. Yep. A lot of times so, he says they're not citizens. Even though they still have that little flap of skin on their penis still. That's in, They reference circumcision on a couple points, like that's when they're talking about circumcision, yeah. and you could get into that theological, mm-hmm. which is valid, but I don't really feel like talking about penises right now. So... Um, <laughs> Just don't feel not right now. Maybe later. Not feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about them later. Um, so those would be also in Aaron's boat. You can't di- take them directly as mandate because it is Old Testament, New Testament, and there's that balance. But you have it is it is theme that recurs yes. and is expressed and in is many spoken, situations. And again, not that I completely disagree with you, but it is spoken to the nation of Israel. In a certain time. At a certain time. In a certain context. Right. Correct. Now, that, again, that does not mean we can't apply aspects of it to the United States and immigration policy. We just need to keep in mind that it, uh, it was spoken to a specific group of people at a specific time, as was... But didn't you know the that dog America, comment to the widow? Didn't and you the, know that America is the new chosen nation? Oh Lord! <laughs> no, but I, please let's don't. Here I am. The the difficulty is. I, Sorry, I, take I said we were going to talk about the Bible. <laughs> I take all of this as more of a okay. Well, okay, I'm starting to understand the heart of God. Right. Right. And right. we all know that it, when you're talking about a civil society. That's not a theocracy. Right. It's not a Christian nation. Mm-mm. It's it is what it is. It's a you know by all rights done some great things and done some awful things. I think we would all agree, right? Oh, absolutely. And we continue to, but we're human. I mean, all of mm-hmm. us do some of those things. So uh, for Aaron, me, it's more Aaron of only a, does good things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but, <laughs> but I, I just take it more as to say that that was ridiculous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if if we want to, if we're seeking to know the heart of God toward immigrants. I, I think it's really clear. I don't think there's any ambiguity. We haven't even talked about New so. Testament, really, no. yet either. So, and the New Testament also says it in different ways to different people. So as Christians, though, I mean, how do, you, how do we apply that first to our lives? Because that's the most important. Yeah. And then, poly- and then to policy our... Policy is complex in many weeks. Correct. But as far as our individual lives, I feel like that's a great way to I go. think right. it instructs right. us, though, to, issue, not, immigrants are people. to not compound the rhetoric so... Yeah. so forcefully and so just dogmatically mm-hmm. and all that. So mm-hmm. th- so when you do say, okay, I, I'm for a fence. I'm for a, a hard border. And this is why. It's not because I don't care. It's not because I don't want people right. in. It's because, well, let's know who's coming in. Yes. Do, do you know that most drugs, most illegal drugs, come in through the borders in through trucks? Le- right. Through legal right. ports of entry. Through, ports through of legal entry, ports yeah. of entry. Yes. So... It, it, so a fence isn't going to fix it. There's, it's a, it's as with everything, it's a lot more complex. But this, you know, the biblical mandate to me is, okay, what's your heart toward these folks, and what do we do as individuals? Because my my call is not the Billy Graham go preach to everybody. It's not the Stephen Curtis Chapman go sing to everybody. It's who in my life right now can I affect? I'm being called to a few people, hmm. and so. 
I can only do what I'm called to do. You may all, now you've got this huge podcast. You're called yeah. to do something way bigger it's than massive. Like yeah. I, it's huge. I, our entire listening audience is in the room. In the room, right, right now. <laughs> This blows so, up. We'll know that you have the gift of prophecy. <laughs> there you go. So all I'm saying is I think it's very clear biblically. When you start looking, it, it, when you're reading your Bible, it's funny when you're trying to justify something, you see certain things. Oh, you, uh, you can just, justify yeah. anything for But if you're, if you're open to the immigration story and to the heart of God toward immigrants, I, there is just no debate well, what his heart is and how we should feel about it. And then we need to, as Christians, say, okay, what does that speak toward policy? And then, and then, the, then what it's does that speak toward thing, protection? Right. What does right. that speak toward? Yes. And that's okay. a big Right. And again, so, if you hear me saying, like, we should look, it says it in numbers that we need to, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I, I don't hear you saying <laughs> Okay. Can I share my big revelation about the New Testament? Yes. Please. So one of my big revelations about the Bible was first that stranger was. A translation that actually meant to be foreign or immigrant. That was my Old Testament. My new one is that the word hospitality, the translation is actually philozenos, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. It's welcoming foreigners. Love of. Wouldn't it yes, be love, love of? of. Philo? Yes. Yeah, okay. it, so it's a love of foreigners. Okay. So like when I was raised, hospitality was like a spiritual gift, and it meant that like if you didn't we have know people, people over for lunch, right, right. Like I throw a good Super Bowl party. Like I make great appetizers, and I like if there's somebody I don't know, I'm really friendly. You grew up call, learning that. Yeah. Somebody needs to talk to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm here today, Uncle so, Mick. so clearly <laughs> something we ever went had right. one Super Bowl party. No, we didn't. Yeah, so you know how and we, I thought I was bad at hospitality. So I, t- I, I talk about throwing. Ro- I thought I talk about throwing rocks hundred miles away. I totally just threw a rock <laughs> through that where we were touching fingers and almost kissed. I totally just planted. Kiss. I totally just kissed. I totally you added more to that story I totally than he was just, comfortable with. Get Back in there, tears. But, you know, <laughs> in, a more, in the way that it was preached more on a deeper level is like someone's different than you. There's someone you don't know. There's an outcast. You care about them. You help them. But really, it's specifically telling, calling us to love people who are not from, our, who are here, who are foreigners. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, then when you start reading about the times that it talks about hospitality and you read it from the lens of like, oh, this is actually us bringing connection, serving, loving immigrants, not just people in general, we're like, oh, I mean, not that we shouldn't love people in general, but it just really brings, it shifts the lens in which that is read to me. So that I think was like shocking to me. And then the whole like welcoming the stranger, right? What's the Bible verse that's from? Matthew something, well, Matthew, Matthew 25 I love the parallel something. that draws from one of, I think it's one of, it's one of Jesus' parables. I don't know. It's late at night. He talks about, you know, even the, the pagans, are good to people who are good to them, who love them. Right. It's we're called to be good and to love people who don't love us, who we're not comfortable with, who we're not familiar with. The parable of the sheep and the goats. When didn't we welcome them? When didn't we do this? In as much as you didn't do it to the least of these. And then he said, the goats are gone, man. Even though they thought they were doing the right thing. They thought their houses were built on rock and they weren't. So, so here's a question. Having mentioned that, idea of hospitality in the Matthew 22 I think where the sheep and the goats is is that the same usage so because it talks about um I was a stranger and you invited you, me in yes yeah. I was is naked that, is, and you clothed me I was that, hungry and you fed is me that, is that, uh, I would be yes. interested 
That that translation, I was a foreigner in your land. Philozenos. I don't think it's philozenos. I think it's the gear, I think it's the word for the word stranger. Because hospitality is what's translated to philozenos. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. But it's the word stranger, and you welcomed me in. That word stranger is intended to mean foreigner. Outsider, foreigner. <laughs> but Immigrant. but if we're in in the scriptural reference thing, we all know also in the in the issue of immigration, we all. Some on, on would fall back, but we're called to obey the laws and be, obey our government. Correct. So that's why we, you know, we don't just. But that's what you're doing. Right. Exactly. You but, are you are loving a, and obeying. Right. But there's a there's a, a a scripture a verse in First Timothy five verse eight. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for the for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse, worse than, than an unbeliever. unbeliever. So there's where you've got the immigrant living in this land, earning a living, and if he goes back, he can't provide for his family. So this verse, it's back to you can justify almost anything, but it, but it gives more background to it's a really complicated thing, and it's not just about, well, do it the right way, because the right way is, you know, in, there's, only, there's only four ways to the right immigrate way into the United States. The right way is, my view so. of the U.S. US government's competency, bullshit. And when we look at too, like if you're right meeting way is someone, not the right way. if you're if you're like driving down the road and someone's got a flat tire and you're pulling over, it's not like you're like, are you like, are you legal? Like we can love, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when yeah. we're trying, when we see a family that's struggling and we're like, oh, they're hungry, oh, they need a ride, like they need a ride to work or they need help getting groceries or all of these things. Like there are way it's it's not we're not breaking the law by helping people who are foreigners and people who are immigrants have. Not this is obviously not true across the board because we've got very wealthy immigrants here too, and many that don't need help. But there is a large number. There are things about being a foreigner in our land that make people particularly vulnerable, disconnected, who have specific needs that we can meet, and that has nothing to do with the law or breaking the law or anything. But as meeting people where they are as human beings. I gotta say, I'm stuck, Aaron, on the superficially being the superficial person with the philo Zeno thing and my kids growing up in that. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think. <laughs> but no, no, no. I did it right. No. <laughs> but, but, I was saying Sunday school taught me what, that. Time my out. dad clearly taught me to love anybody. <laughs> and that's but why it, I got a degree in human rights and then opened an immigrant connection. But that isn't that exactly how, how we are? So who is your Sunday school day. teacher? Who are we throwing out of the Who could I throw under the bus? <laughs> I'm trying your, to remember which Sunday school teacher it was threw, your a, mother, threw wasn't a Kit it? Kat at me and it cut my lip open, but I can't remember who did that. I'd throw them under the bus in a heartbeat. I was so mad about that. <laughs> but it's, I don't but even it, know who it was, but it was them. I'm sure of it. I think, though, it's a healthy thing to be able to look back on your life and think, you know, I got that wrong. Somebody, you may, I may have been so, led that way, yeah. Yeah. but I, did, I didn't so get that right, and, and, and now I'm either... You know, some might say you're compromising because that was the truth, and now you've strayed because you want to justify something. I, you know, but so still. well, it may not even be wrong. It may be just expanding of, your understanding. And, of things. and a lot of and, and you know, a lot of where we're a lot of a lot of how we interpret scripture comes from how we. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to kind of drop a perspective bomb here. Um, this better be big if you're going to say it's a it's bomb. It's a pretty yeah, big perspective, perspective bomb. bomb. Firecracker. So. <sighs> My little Aaron's just a firecracker. I, I'm, forgive me for the, the pause for a moment. I want to handle this delicately. Um, 
with a bomb. There, <laughs> right, right. That is very American of you, so Aaron. So there are, there are situations um, where, okay, so let's bring it down to a micro scale. I want to go back to Joe's analogy of his home. When somebody comes to his home, he loves them, cares for them, and these are the rules. Um, there, there are those. Dang, Skippy. <laughs> there are, I, I think there, there are those that come at this thing from a different perspective. Of, they have opened their homes in the past, in loving and caring ways, and very, very, very many people got very, very, very badly hurt, and the door didn't get shut. And more and more people got hurt, and the door didn't get shut. As a matter of fact, be, as a matter of fact, the door got opened wider, even though people got hurt, and the door got even opened wider, even though people got hurt. And so, the family itself, the original core family, was not protected and taken care of. It it got sacrificed on the altar of caring for the poor, the widow, the orphan, because the poor, the widow, the orphan. And I'm not saying. All of it happens, but perspective-wise, I think there are some people on this side of the fence that are coming from it from the concept of there has been injury. Okay, You mentioned in the last episode or this episode, MS-13, right? Mm-hmm. MS-13 has done considerable violence. Yep. Coming back right. into the United States. Right. Okay, so they came in. Now, well, they have not. On, just statistically, they have not done too much right. damage okay. coming back. But okay. it is a perception, and we can all agree that right. violent gang members could do harm to another person. Exactly. On any, on any and have. Order. And have. Yeah. And have. And so to say to those people, bring them on over, those people are going, wait a minute. I got severely hurt because that door was so wide open. And so there's the people in this specific situation, but when we talk about caring for the poor, the widow, the orphan, when we apply the heart of God to hurting people and broken people and vulnerable people, vulnerable people can cause a lot of pain and damage. And part of that, you know, if a person does not provide for their own family, there are people out there who have who have been severely injured because somebody was trying to fulfill some other mandate of scripture to care for a vulnerable person. So I want to be be careful where I respond to this because I know where you're coming mm, from. Right, right. Yes. On a personal level, I know where you're coming from. Right, right. But I do not see biblical... Here, not me. Let me try. Provide provide for his own family. Right, let me try. Yeah, everything maybe, is maybe a balance, correct? Absolutely. So again, when you get to the point, yep. Perspective-wise, yep. So when you get to the point in that situation where that core family that you're talking about is hurt because they said they're helping the poor, the widow, they weren't. They had it so effing wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. Yes. Yes. In in okay. But so in, in I, my distinction would be when I so let let's, let Jared finish. Okay. Go you ahead. Your my distinction would be they were not following scripture. That's what, okay. Why were they? I not, can I say? How, I want to add to that too. I, I want to. I want define. Uh, yep. Define. How were? Just, I, I'm going to add to it yep. too. How were? How when you're done, they, I got something to say. How were they not following scripture? Because they waited one more than the other. 
So I, that's I, the key. I right view there. my whole world that in terms of priorities. That is priority the key number right one there. is following God. Priority number two, if you're married, is your spouse. Priority number three, if you have children, is your children. Priority number four is your ministry, and priority number five is replicating that to somebody else. That that's how I perceive my entire world. So if you put ministry over family, then you are not actually doing ministry right. Okay, and so when we look at immigration. And again, I'm not saying this is a huge issue, but it's a part of the puzzle. And I think it's what a lot of people are throwing rocks about is not necessarily that we are, but we want to make sure we don't put ministry ahead of our family. I guess all of that is to say there are people who are throwing rocks because they are afraid that we are going to put ministry ahead of our family. Right. And a lot of people who are throwing rocks back the other way are saying, look, we're already tilted here. Right. We, we need to bring need to it back it. to here. And I think there's no guarantee that when we are following our call that we, we won't, won't get be hurt. hurt. That's it, correct. That's and the correct. fault of both of those perspectives as it relates to policy is that our government is not the church. Yes. Right. Yes. That's the truth. Yeah. Yes. It is like to... Put the government in the place of the church is an entire it's, it's, sin it's altogether. Not, yeah. It's right. not the regular church category. either, just saying. So I like where we were before saying, how can we do this personally? Like, how does the immigrant, how does the Bible discuss the immigrant, and how can we individually? And well, how and does that inform our can. citizenship, though? I mean, yeah. so, so there are, I believe there are some compromises where we can add, uh, vote people into office that would do things that I think would be reasonable yes. compromises because there is no perfect fix to anything. There's no. No, there, well, we got enough and, citizens and, and, that and hurt us. And, and there's even less of a perfect fix by the government. <laughs> right, right. Well, what were you except, gonna... that, except that there's really, I mean, but when you're talking about private sector, public sector, there's just as much greed and Oh, I'm, no, and, I'm not, I'm not so, saying, I'm, I'm but, saying but government versus Jesus. The, don't yeah. lay it on the shoulders no, I'm, of the I'm government. Saying, don't I'm, lay it on the shoulders of private industry because no, both have their... I'm not saying private industry and government. I'm saying government yeah. and Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What were you going to say? You said you wanted yeah, to have... Sorry, you thank you. We oh, no, I, I think I... I I think mostly I agreed with you, Jared. It is about a balance. It's about an in, a system right now that's heavily weighted in favor of protecting ourselves and our own family and keeping ourselves safe at the expense of other people who are just families trying to keep their own family safe. Hmm. And so we just need to be framing all of our interactions in a to way that's level, more balanced. Not upend. Right. right. So so just so you know, there are there are I think the last statistic I saw was there are 26 million refugees in the world right now, mm -hmm. and that's really low. There are 90-some million that are displaced from their homes, and yeah. so living somewhere else, but specifically saying that they are refugees, 26 million. And we, our limit uh, in the last few years has been 15,000 a year. Which so, is so that's the COVID categories, numbers. yeah. <laughs> that's the COVID uh, yeah. math where we're doing such a minuscule thing in that specific desperate, the desperate lives Even of relative people. to other developed countries. Right. So, so we're, but so. you know, that comes and goes and that's, so, but it's kind even of, when, it's when you're higher, starting to talk even about at 65,000 or whatever the new cap is that just got set, even, even $65,000, and what, refugees at being admitted. Hey, hey is, migrants are or immigrants are people. Yeah, not dollars. <laughs> not, not dollars. But just so I you mean, know, when to you our government, there are also dollar signs. Ding, cha -ching, but, but what like, she's yeah, talking yeah, about it, is it, there's it, a because um, you're you're referencing a specific policy, and right. that policy is 
there is, and I believe it's the president sets this cap. Yeah. Sets a cap of immigrants we allow into this country in certain categories. As refugees specifically, as refugees which is specifically not anybody waiting year. at the border. It's and happens in the UN. It goes up and down and it fluctuates through, deno- uh, through not denominations, through different administrations. administrations. Yeah. So what but they're saying is highest. last year, out of the millions of refugees that are throughout the world, we took in... 18,000. 18,000. 18, and none right. of those were before, set aside for generalized going, intakes yes. from Before from we keep camp, going so. to the numbers, I want to throw yeah. something out real quick so y'all can be thinking ahead and you can tell me no because <laughs> I keep... <laughs> to be thinking about closers that will be coming up eventually, can we each think of something we can personally do? Because we're wandering into policy again. We're wandering yeah, into big Yeah, it's true. Again, it's so hard to... I know, it, 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 it is hard. get there. But, but let's pull back. I think that's great. In order to keep it on track with where we've been for the last 48 minutes now, we've actually stayed fairly focused on the Bible as it relates to immigrants. How can we personally... I mean, I, I feel like Mick and Katie, you, you've given great examples how you personally are involved with immigrants already. Maybe you could give... Uh, pointers to, to other people as well. And we don't have to end this right now. I, I just wanted to throw it out there as something to think about. How can we each personally be more involved in treating the immigrant in a biblical fashion? Right. And like, I just want to half pause here, but this point we're at, and it, it's going to make it awkward, but I think it's worth pointing out. This point of this conversation that we've had, we've been talking for now two and a half hours. Two, right. Two. Right? So we are now, after two and a half hours, getting to where we disagree we're getting yes we're getting to this balance thing we're getting to this point where we have now like we've established the point ground we all care like we all love jesus we're not throwing rocks we're not yeah and because you know where i'm at and i know where you're at all of this biblical conversation all of this conversation leads up to these few moments where we can sit here and realize like Productive oh, shit. conversation. Like, we all love Jesus. Like, <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> we all, and I think he tells suspicious. us to love others too. Yeah. Holy smokes. Like, yeah. and these are the conversations that love everybody? for Hold me up. are amazing because, like, we're all related. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just. Sorry. Well, and That's we got into a spiritual awkward, conversation that has, I mean, can be totally separate from immigration, is how much do we sacrifice for ministry to our own detriment? Right. Mm. Right. And how much are... Shut up, Jared. It, it, like, and those things are... Those are like roots. Those are like roots that then touch immigration and oh, every other area too, of ministry. <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> sorry, there's a... Sorry. We, interrupt, joke. we interrupted you with the inside joke that... I keep wanting... I keep it's like two or three inject the policy things, what our current system does in relation to all these other things. But we're not even there yet. I know. We're, not, we're, we're yet. just getting to... We're just so, started. Yeah. Right, so, right at the... So, oh, so here's, here's a question. I would actually love to continue this conversation. So here's, so here's a question. Here's a question. And I don't know. Maybe we need to discuss this afterward. But, I mean, the hugeness of this deal... It, I don't think it's a two or three episode thing. I think it's a it's a really big conversation that is it a is it a is it a spin-off conversation? Or just a, every once in a while we touch back in and hit something. Just and, do something new. Well yeah. let's let's talk about that. Hey, yeah. you know what? Email at undignifiedchristianity at gmail.com. So what do you guys think? Well, seriously. No, 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 no question. Question. <laughs> Email at undignifiedchristianity at gmail.com. If you think, let us know if you think that a podcast dedicated to the concept of 
immigration from a biblical worldview well, and current policy, etc. I'm just saying, would be like, worthwhile. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, in in email, it's like even if we just hit this every once in a while. Yeah, let like, us know. What do you? What do you? What, do you, you what are your questions? What, would what do you, you want to talk about? Yes. What do you care about, right? Because yep. it's like we talked about. I mean, we talked about like a thousand things in two and a half hour, two hours. We talked about like so many things, and there's so much more that we haven't even brought up. That we barely. So what are the things? If, right, if barely, you, just barely. And if you barely. if you send stuff, if you email us stuff, and we start looking at this thing, I mean, hey, maybe this is a maybe this is a separate. Or maybe people. Or maybe people. Aren't don't care. Yeah. Or maybe you're or not. Or maybe interested. they're driving right now, yeah. and they're like, "I'm going to email. I'm going to email." And then when they get home, they're like, "It's uh, I'm hungry." Or pull over and write it down. Or yeah. we're going to start a group text chain. Yeah. Chain. Yeah. yeah. That's usually what it turns into. There we go. There we go. Is that one still out there? It's not, but I just. It's I not, just, but he listened to it. Oh. He listened to it. The only one I didn't hear was the first, the very first one, because by the time I got around to oh, man, you did not making time, out. it was gone. You're welcome. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. You're, You're welcome. welcome. You're welcome for that. I'll yeah. start singing Moana if you want me to. If you want to subscribe, it's you can okay, get those first three. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. I, the cost of one no. smoked pork. But I'm glad you, you can Joe, I'm glad you yes. access to our I, I'm glad we brought this back down to that biblical thing because it's just so easy to get so lost in policy and, and politics. Mm-hmm. And yet it's important to us. I mean, we live here. And we have to be able to navigate in that system. Like, that's the system we live in. We do have to navigate somehow. Mm -hmm. And and maybe someday we'll get to the anecdotal little stories of... Because that's, for me, in the citizenship classes, when you have somebody from... From Ukraine, a family from Ukraine, just barely speaking English, and you know, and and but they're close to citizenship. And then people from Iraq that are mm-hmm. here. And the last thing we do on our week eight thing is a potluck, so people bring in food mm-hmm. from their country. Oh, that's cool. For me, that's hard. Yeah, for you, it's hard because I'm I'm kind of risk averse when it comes to food. <laughs> I didn't get this old by being reckless about what I eat. So I love different kinds of food. Oh, I'll man. try I just about anything once. But you hear stories and not knowing what they're called. Yeah. When you what start hearing know, stories of good. the desperation, it shouldn't it shouldn't just wrench us to where we throw caution to the wind and say everybody come in. You know, it's an open door. Um, it's it's fun to then, um, but it is but it does bring it because if you're not. If you're not, uh, they're messing with wires. Yeah. Must be me. No. You're good. We apologize if you hear some bad stuff. Don't worry about it. But if you only ever hear what's in the media and the headlines that we all get Oh, and how things work even. Oh, if you do this or that. But when you meet people and you hear their story, I mean, it it just helps you understand. Well, for example, for example. Can I I ask the two of you? Like, because I personally, I... I posed the question earlier, like, what can the average person do? Yeah. I have no idea what I can do. Can I ask you what the average person can do in applying the biblical principle that the immigrant is somebody who matters? The immigrant is a image bearer of God who we should love as we love one another. Like, what, what, what can I do? There's so much. I'll give a couple pointers. One, one thing, like a good starting point, is to find out wherever you live... Who are the immigrants that live in your community? Because they're here and you just may not know. And so there are some pretty good, pretty good search engines where you can look and just see like where immigrant communities and from what countries and where are people in your own community. So you can say like, who's even here? Are those resa- First question, please do not give resources that we cannot find on Girl, our own. I know. I'm like looking. I'm like, I'm going to have to send you a link. Is there, I know there's a good us- one. 
Nazarene.org, if that helps. Maps.nazarene.org slash demographics Nazarene. Okay. I tell you what, you know what? If we're we looking can, for Nazarene. Can we put that in I've we, used that one. You put in your zip code and you can focus in and you can when see we what post, languages are spoken. And, when we post this episode, yeah. when Joe posts this You're episode. You're going to make me actually put meaningful information in the show notes. I'm going to text this to Jared. I'm going to text this to Jared so that it's his responsibility oh. after this. If you, <laughs> it out. you rock. Um, that is awesome. Is this so what happens when you invite relatives on the podcast? I become responsible? I will send you a number. link and whatever happens so with we, it happens. So we can look up people. We can look up demographic information. Yeah, see what who, do we do with that? Lives? I mean, it's just good to know, like... Like, okay, there's I a wanna, Puerto Rican that lives down the road. What do I do with that? But, like, if you're like, I want to help immigrants, it's like, well, who, what, what immigrants are here? Do I have immigrants in my community? Where do they live? A lot of times they lives in, live in communities, maybe, like... Well, for me, I live in Grand Rapids. It's a big city, right? So there are hubs of different things. So I can, like, begin to say, like... Are there restaurants that I can go try out? If not, maybe not my dad, but um, that <laughs> so I like can try out. Su- that I can, can give support, support them businesses. financially. Yeah, okay. you can give it. But um, I mean, there are. It's hard to even say. There are so many different types of things you can do. Obvi- the obvious one I'm going to say, which is going to earn you another pork butt, is you could support immigrant connection. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> pork so butt number three for this episode. You can you can donate to Immigrant Connection. You can four, volunteer four. at Immigrant Connection. Five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can so take other, the Welcoming the Stranger class. But other advertiser, more. other advertiser, just know where the bar is set. <laughs> but here's the deal. COVID really... Really stopped us in our tracks last year. We were just starting to get some some momentum to start doing things more publicly and marketing and all that kind of stuff that just completely stopped. And now we're starting to rethink that and move forward. So we're we're hoping to start up citizenship classes again. In, That's a great helping, way to if you know Spanish. Is it, is it possible? Area, like how? That's a great thing for. I'm thinking of something. Oh, so um, not who, who knows Spanish. How hard is it? Right. Is it? Is it? Okay, through immigrant connection policy, if you wanted to just go and watch one of these classes and oh, yeah. see what happens, yeah. because what, like what that for me you would be something like, can it. I just sit in the back of the room and just watch this happen and see like yeah. all these people? What we do is we have I have volunteers come and you know I'm up in front kind of going through this, but you, if you just have somebody sitting at each table of people simple little things that they may not understand or maybe I kind of breeze through and they have a question it's things that you can just explain maybe that maybe there's a breakdown in the English and they just didn't understand you know um sounds great for somebody with Spanish skills there but are. you don't have to have Spanish skills. <laughs> yeah. Talk about this magical English. person because that has Spanish speaking skills. No, like, it's, but it's, yes, we know Katie can speak Spanish. <laughs> like, but big deal. It is helpful only in specific situations. But by the time they're doing citizenship classes, they're supposed to know some English. Yeah. Bringing so a, it's very rare that somebody doesn't know any English. So it's not like we they're need. taking the class in English with the understanding yes. that they are doing it. But they are practicing the English practicing. vocabulary that they may not know, like our civics. In Which English not, sucks. Yeah, like and English like, is like a weird learning language. Learning about the constitution and all languages oh. suck. Yeah, they do all of them. So and so are all awesome and beautiful and the, wonderful. The Bible <laughs> question. The coin. Oh, but when yeah, they yeah, go yeah. through these classes, are they getting some sort of exposure to the gospel as well, or is it purely an immigrant? We don't. Okay. We don't. Ouch. But, but here's the reason why. <laughs> I have a very good reason why. 
We, as the West, the Immigrant Connection, see service to immigrants as a mission, as a service that we're calling out. And by providing the service, we're meeting a community need. So in, under City Life Church's branch, we have these guiding principles for the church, and one of them is renewing our neighborhoods. So serving immigrants and helping with legal status is a way of renewing our neighborhoods. And we don't need to be directly giving the gospel message for people to be walking for people to be getting the idea that when they walk into a church and they're going to be received and welcomed and loved and be given the truth and help. I mean, because we have like Muslims, we have people from everywhere who come in and are shocked that Christians are helping. And, and the so other then, thing is... So then is, the hope is that they see Jesus' love and they're like, right. what's, this and they ask, what's this Jesus church thing about? Right. Do, do they ask? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, and the other thing is a lot, a lot of the people walking in our doors came to the country as our brothers and sisters in Christ already. I have been ministered to by my clients. A lot more than I thought would occur, people are coming with a faith already. Um, so there's a lot, I mean, the proportions of the opportunities that I would have to reach unreached people is much smaller than I would have thought. Like, Right. I think you know, that but. goes back to, am I called to um, evangelize or am I called to show God's love? Are they one and the same? Are they exactly the same thing? I was taught, well, you know, missions is I'm going out with tracks or, you know, to the inner city of Chicago or I'm going to some foreign mission or something else. Isn't my mission as a Christian to reach people showing what Do Christians, it, yeah, you know, what's a, what's a good person supposed to That's really a be? Whole we have to conversation. Like we have yeah. to step into their lives and before, like, and it goes, oh, I'm going to But not to I use that as a crutch to say I don't ever, but part of the things that, part of the reasons that it's, that we hold these things at churches is just for safety for one thing. But other than that, though, it's, it's more of a, an understated well, we're here the church for is doing this for you. We love you. We care for you. Yeah. We're doing this for you. And those spiritual conversations have happened quite often that's, for me. That's good stuff. But I don't have to bring it up. <laughs> because if you are acting like Jesus' it's, it's example, like, it's people. going to come I'm up. I'm a little skeptical when somebody says, I'm a Christian, and here's, you know, here's what you need to know from me. Right. Here's my Christian knowledge that I'm going right. to give to you right now. Let me lay the uh, knowledge down. I'm on a... I shouldn't yeah. say this on the radio. Never mind. Mm-hmm. It's not the radio. It's a podcast. Yeah, what is this? 1990? This is going to be radio. recorded They're forever. They're safe on the podcast. <laughs> in in radio, say, you yeah. say it and it's gone. Here, it's, it's forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it then. But, but anyway, so I think it goes to, you know, that, that what's our mission? How do we, uh, what does God call us to do? How do we evangelize? Is it, is it by overtly saying, saying it or is it by showing it first and being available not as Depending not as an excuse not to say it at some point but mm-hmm. you know so sweet i think this is a good time to interject closers there's people screaming at us through the window yeah, they're it, really weird they're weird really people weird. if i had a closer they're excited to see me specifically yeah. sure, so. <laughs> um, not to brag but yeah <laughs> <laughs> It, it, the, yeah, the government is not the church. That's your closer? That's my closer. Like, a, a lot of the hostility across political lines would be done away with if a lot of people could realize the government is not the church. It was not ordained to be the church. It was not ordained to do what the church was called to do. The church is the church, not the government. That's my thought. Preach it. Aaron? I feel like crap for saying what I said. Oh. <laughs> Your rat's ass again? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, dirty rat snuck into the conversation again. 
I'm just glad because like you're like your bar is up here. Can you and add my bar like is, every like, time he says rat's ass? Can you add like an echo and so it's like I rat's to, ass and it like echoes. It echoes. <laughs> See, because this is the thing. If I have to have. It's time for definitions with Jared. <laughs> hey, you should hey, have a little echo after Aaron's okay, rat's ass. So it just makes you, when he you says will it. not uh, stop uh, asking for definitions, but I can stop saying it. Can well, you? Because now you? you've said it twice. I so have. We're starting That's to true. wonder. Not well, only is you? it a rare occurrence, now it's a pattern. Now it's a pattern. <laughs> Oh it's a pre-recognized pattern that you chose to establish because tonight before you said it, you even said, I, I feel it. It's in my emotions. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I did. I did. I was, I was, I was passionate. Well, shit, son. Passion. You're pretty much the devil now. Passion should not dictate my actions. And yet, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to humanity. Uh, <laughs> He's one no, of us now. I just, uh, um, yeah, we are, to make correction, we can't let the pendulum swing all the way to the other side. The, pen, the pendulum right now, yes, is like way far on one side. And I think those who have a problem with that, excuse me, I think the those who have less of a problem with that are just afraid that if things change, that that pendulum will swing all the way back. And so... It's a fear-based they are, they, Right. They are looking for... It's okay. You can interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt your closer. We, you, we can, you this can is interrupt your time closers. to speak, but let me just interrupt. <laughs> so are they living fear in fear? Fear-based response. So hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so um, I think what would encourage healthy dialogue... You know, somebody's got to put their gun down first, right? Mm -hmm. Jared says. So to encourage good dialogue, I think concepts that um, help to assure that that pendulum going all the way the opposite direction is not desired by the people on the other side of the mm -hmm. fence. Mm -hmm. I think, and that goes both ways. Mm -hmm. in, any, in any discussion or debate... I think it's helpful to let the other person know that though you disagree with where it is now, you agree that it shouldn't go all the way the other way. So that's it. That's my, do you want more? No, no. That You I were was, hoping I'd say it again, weren't no, you? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, man, he could if get fired up. If I just start flicking him in the ear, will he get mad enough that I can I was just sent. I was just sent to text. Here's your closing thought, honey. Your wife is ready for you to come home. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jared, what you got? Um, I think for me is like just do that. Just step into people's lives. Like when, when I first was exposed to this and I started doing like what Joe was doing, like, oh, snap. Like all these things like were pointing a different direction that I just didn't. But I took the time to step into someone's life who didn't look like me, didn't talk like me, and was not from any kind of... And like he was a Muslim kid that worked with us for a while and just like one conversation after knowing him for several months and like teaching him how to do something with his hands and like integrating him into our society or trying, you know, one conversation we had, like you said, you know, can't we preach the Bible? He looked at me and said, why don't Muslims like Mary? And he's a Muslim. And it's like, you know, these kind of conversations, like I could have screamed at that kid forever, but I could never speak into his life. So just like that act of stepping into people's lives and going like, 
we're, let's go, let's walk this way for a little bit. And as far as that goes, let's just walk together. And then as we do that, we'll figure it out. I didn't tie my thing, my closer to Joe's comment. Have those conversations. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. one thing you can do. Have conversations with people on the other side of the fence. Yeah. And say either like it like needs to change, but not all the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And so. like these conversations that we're having right now that, and having is part of that walking. Like just. Yep. See, but I want to, I, Aaron, sometime I want to just hear you guys go right the to the far closer. sides of what you believe just to hear the argument. Because I know you, I know you hold back the car a little bit. And now back to the house. Well, I'm po- I know where your goat's tied. See? I could get your goat anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but I See, don't but, because. But here's the thing. I, I, the, the, something this podcast has done to me is actually made me swear. <laughs> has has put you know put me closer and closer to that position and and part of that passion what part of that passion that caused that I did say that for was saying no we're not going to go way over there or way over there i want to go right here right i want to be right on the other side of the fence which is where we exist and i was passionate because i was afraid that somebody was going to pull me way back out and try and get my goat you know, and I'm like, no, 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 my goat, my goat's right here. It's okay. It's it's good. You you can have my goat. It's it's all your. I don't care. Let's have a conversation. So, I think that's one of the things that this this podcast has really helped me to lean into. And that, and as a matter of fact, the last time I said it, that's the same situation that was happening. If you go back and listen to that episode, we were talking about. I forget what we were talking about, but I know that I was um, that I said. I don't care. I don't care what that the Bible says this about this topic because this person doesn't believe the Bible. And so we were standing there throwing rocks way away from somebody. And so that's wow. So that's how you get my goat. That's how you get my goat. Start throwing rocks when I'm trying to have a conversation. Uh, for me, it's. it's um, Is this your closing thought? It probably. Okay. We'll see. All right. Official <laughs> closing thought. Um, this means wrap it up, Dad. Words yeah. of wisdom to follow. Yeah. <laughs> Joe got quickly. the text. I got yeah. the text. I got it's, a boogie. It's, I, I guess I challenge everybody, uh, the, the, if there's one or two more people listening to this that aren't here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is to those things that you think are absolutely are settled, this is settled, this is biblical, this is American, this is everything, this is what I believe, would you just stop and ask yourself it's like it's like the question of does somebody absolutely have to know english to be a citizen in the u.s that's a bit of t- that's something i've been thinking about lately why is it that i think they absolutely have to you know there's a lot of tangential things arguments as to why it would tangential, be good and everything again um and i hope it's a real word all that sort of <laughs> embarrassed thing. later but but just <laughs> questions like that and and don't just close off yourself to considering why why do I hold that and would it what would be the worst thing if it wasn't so but and, I want to retreat to my little hidey hole yeah. so that's I mean, how the that, enemy that wins. sort of thing and, yeah. and then it's more of the one-on-one you know how can I how can I help somebody yeah. and we can go through that on we didn't get it we skirted the issue because I'm good at skirting that issue because I don't have anything solid right this minute that you can do but I'm hoping to to you know, ramp that up in the next few months. Check out Immigrant Connection. That's another point. Oh, you You said said it. it. So now you owe me one, right? (laughs) Take one off.
All right. Katie, but anyway, closer. My closing statement, um, I was listening to everyone else's and not thinking of my own. <laughs> we do that so too. Yeah. I, and I, thanks for listening to... Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think conversations like this, I, I agree. I think getting out of the echo chamber and having conversations and having like everybody here does thick enough skin to not take it personally when someone says, maybe it's even a word that someone's thinking they're staying on the other side of the fence, but when someone hears that word, they're like, oh, they're swinging. Like mm. having the sense to be like, Stay and have the conversation, even if it feels hard and it feels emotional and it feels like just swear and then keep talking. And keep, <laughs> like, like, seriously, I mean, be willing to sit with uncomfortable things or things you don't like or things that you disagree with that other people say in order to expand your understanding. And maybe that sharpens what you believe or maybe that expands or changes what you believe. But be willing to continue to have those conversations and I think specifically, obviously, I really believe around immigration because it's such a massive topic. I mean, like... And so keep... much fun to just... <laughs> yeah, right. I know, and it's so emotionally revitalizing to think about and talk about. Right? Um, <laughs> I always wonder so, if I yeah, if I, I trust... just think it's worth it. It's Yeah, and yeah, it's worth it to keep talking and thinking Sweet. and learning. So this has been the Undignified Christianity podcast. Um, I hope to have you guys on again sometime, and we yes, can keep, continue this conversation because this stuff is awesome, and I, I enjoy talking about it. Um, but yeah, that's it, folks. If you liked it, let us know. If you didn't, let us know, and send, we'll send us an email. Then we will banish Katie from the podcast. <laughs> We're never invited <laughs> one thing, back. One thing I don't know. think we've encouraged people. We got to one email. Get an email from me. <laughs> one thing I don't think we've encouraged our listeners to do is actually share this podcast with somebody who yeah. they think would appreciate it. Like if subscribe. If you're listening to this and you're like, like I share. don't know why, but I like listening to these idiots. Subscribe. Think like, of share. somebody else who might like these idiots <laughs> and share it with them too. Yep. All right. God loves you. J Jesus is good. Peace. Love your neighbor. Bye. <laughs>